Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. Hi, I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And I'm Charles Epting from H.R. Harmer in New York City. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. We're going to do another episode where it's just you and I rambling. And this time yeah. I feel like we are even less prepared than usual, which is, <laughs> uh, which is tough to do. Um, but, but there's a subject that keeps coming up. I've seen it online. I've seen it in print in letters to the editor or the AP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. It's a subject of discussion. And I don't know if, if you feel the same way as well, but I feel like you and I are disproportionately asked about this or, uh, you know, because we're young, I feel like we yeah. have a, a more direct connection. I am, of course, talking about NFTs. Yes. Yeah. We've, and, we've, we've touched upon it a number of times. We talked to the stamp stacked guy. Um, we, we've, we've talked about it a, a couple times. around but, it. Yeah. I don't think we've ever addressed it head on. I don't think well, we've ever. Sorry. The, no, the thing is, it's, it's gaining just, it's substantial traction. It's one of those things I keep thinking, it, it's like a Hydra. Where I keep thinking like, all right, we finally got rid of the NFT discussion. And then it comes back like twice as strong the next day. And I'm like, how does this keep happening? So we are going to discuss NFTs. And I feel like this episode too, you and I are going to be a bit more uh, personal in our opinions. Mm -hmm. I I, I really want this to be an episode where you and I, because we are young people who Mm -hmm. have dedicated our lives to this hobby you know, in a personal sense and in a professional sense, our, yeah. our lives are, you know, we're, we're, we're two of the younger professionals. So I feel like we maybe have a unique insight into NFTs. And the reason I say that is not out of conceit or anything. It is because a suggestion that I keep seeing from different places is that NFTs are a way of getting young people into the hobby. Mm-hmm. NFTs are the future of the hobby. NFTs are the way we appeal to the youth. NFTs are the way we bring stamp collecting into the 21st century, blah, blah, blah. And it's not true in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not only is it not true, it couldn't be further from the truth in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is an absolutely terrifying thought. And I realize there's been panic within the hobby for over a hundred years. In the late 19th century, when you know uh, countries started issuing stamps that were not intended for pre-existing postal rights there was all this concern is the hobby dying and then farley's follies in 1935 is the hobby dying and then the bubble of the 1970s and 80s is the hobby dying i realize it's not you know it it kind of is chicken little-ish after a while to claim that the hobby is going away right but if more resources are invested in nfts I, I don't think it'll kill the hobby, obviously. I don't think it'll make the hobby go away, but it could so dilute our hobby so as to make it unrecognizable. And I think that's mm. something we need to be really concerned about. Yeah, so you're suggesting that money that people have in their stamp budget, you know, if it's split half and half between stamps and NFT stamps, um, it, it, it will dilute the actual tangible price of, I, of of actual stamps i think it might get people burnt out the way people you know bought their you know I, I feel like the people who are most frustrated with the hobby are the people who signed up for first day cover subscriptions in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. or the people who bought investment grades 
stamps mm -hmm. in the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. you know they'd get their like c1 through c3 mm -hmm. and they'd be guaranteed a certain return on investment and now when they go to sell these things yeah. when they go to sell their postal commemorative society first day covers that they spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on or they spent thousands of dollars on un and israel new issues in the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. and now i'm the one who has to tell them ah first day covers are a nickel a piece if you're lucky yeah they're the people who dislike the hobby most of all mm. So I, I, I'm not saying that if people invest in NFTs, it'll deflate the price of actual stamps, okay. but it could create resentment and burnout towards the hobby. It could create ill will towards the hobby, which is okay. something that we can't afford to have much of because we are already losing members yeah. in this hobby. We're already, you know, it's a, it's a diminishing hobby. It's not dying. I feel comfortable investing the rest of my life into it, I hope, you know, fingers mm -hmm. crossed. I will continue to, to do this for a very long time, but we also can't delude ourselves and say that the health of the hobby is uh, incredible. And if we have people who are being taken by NFT stamps or, you know, can't sell their NFT stamps at a profit later on, it just could create some resentment towards the hobby. I would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's something bigger that I want to address. Okay. And for that, I wish I could just, spin my computer around and show my office because if, if people know one thing about me it's how much i like accumulating and collecting stuff mm -hmm. i have a couple of baseball cards sitting on my desk i'm not a baseball card collector by any means but i like having a couple mm -hmm. i like having a couple of coins or a couple of whatever typewriters um you know uh postal scales clocks fountain pens stuff yeah the reason I am so invested in the the philatelic hobby, mm -hmm. and I think the reason people get into Pokemon cards or baseball cards or coins or whatever, is there is a certain segment of the population that enjoys being able to hold something in their hand. Mm -hmm. They like that tactile sense of ownership. This is my stamp. And sure, you could argue that, ah, you own an NFT. It's, it's backed up by the, the blockchain or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not ownership. Knowing that a line of code exists somewhere that I own is not ownership. I use Apple Music, but I go yeah. buy those same records on vinyl so that I can own them. Yeah. Because as, as great as Spotify, I, I still buy DVDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can use Netflix or Disney Plus, but it's not ownership. Yeah. And there is a certain subset of the population that will always value and favor ownership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that NFTs are missing. Yes, you can try and collect all of the Pokemon in a video game. Yeah. But that's not the same as ownership. Mm -hmm. If it's a line of code that exists at the mercy of the blockchain, do you ever really own it? You know what, Michael? I'm trying to find something on my desk that I can just hold up as an example. This, this is a, a, a print from the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has something to do with the stamp that I collect, which is a, a much longer conversation. But this this is an original print from the 1940s. I think I spent $10 on it. Okay. But you know what? I own it. Mm -hmm. It's mine. Nobody yeah. can take this away from me. Mm -hmm. A line of code could get lost. You hear these horror stories about people who threw away a hard drive that had like a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin on it. Yeah. Because you don't actually own the asset. So, yeah, I had a friend explain this to me a while ago, exactly what the blockchain is. It's a, it's a shared uh, file on 
on everyone's computer, <clears throat> essentially, that says that you own something. So hypothetically, um, hypothetically, in this, you know, he, he explained to me how unlikely it is. But yes. there could be someone who replicates a blockchain and essentially all they have to do is the majority of the blockchain needs to represent the fact that you own this item. So 51% of the ledgers out there say that I own this item. If someone was to create an infinite number of ledgers that said that they own this item, now the the possession switches. It, it, it's almost like, um, yes. it, like an agreed upon <laughs> an idea it, it, or a truth. If the majority of people believe it, then at a certain point it becomes true to to a certain standard. The fact that we're I mean. even meeting, okay, on the flip side, and, and mm -hmm. my just a, a quick other thought I had is these, these, this blockchain is, is housed on servers. Yes. The more we hear about cyber warfare and cyber attacks, if these servers were to ever go offline, did well, the, the thing blockchain is ever really exist? They're owned by everyone else too. Everybody. So they're who... replicated infinitely. Okay, Michael, we're having this <laughs> philosophical discussion yeah. about ownership and about what it means. Do you know where we don't need to have that conversation? With this. Yeah. yeah. I own it. Therefore, you know, I think. Therefore, I am. I own. Therefore, I, I am. have. I, exactly. I think that was Kant who said that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The fact that there's even philosophical debates about the nature of ownership on the blockchain, mm -hmm. to me, is indicative that there's a huge problem here for people who like to own things. Yeah. So it, we're, we're almost, we're trying to figure out this technology as a society. I feel, and yes. other collectible hobbies and our collectible hobbies i feel are sprinting towards catching up with the rest of society on what this thing is so maybe instead the of letting society's the at 20 settle. and we're yeah and tr instead of trying to f they don't want to be left behind in the dust i think this hobby has has seen the a spike in popularity and what this what this stuff is and we're trying to follow that spike in popularity to see if it sticks. So we, we've got multiple countries issuing their own NFT stamps. I had to watch Graham Beck's uh, NFT stamp episode. I watched it like four times just to try. But he did an, an excellent job in explaining that, what not, it is. And, and, and that's not a knock on Graham at no, all. No, no. Anyone can explain something. Yeah, about, it's, it's Graham. Graham. Like, it's like, Graham. Like he's yeah. the go-to. It's more the nature of NFT yeah. stamps that is perplexing to us, not Graham's episode specifically. Because, no, no, of course. Um, I, you know, I, I, I tried to watch Stamp Auction Network had a video as well, yeah. uh, where where they attempted to purchase stamps, and, and we'll get to it in a minute. But Stamp Auction Network is also offering their own NFTs. Right. But that's a that's a that's a whole other uh, thing. Again, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll address that in a second. But in watching. The attempted purchase of, and I thought I had it figured out. Okay, blockchain, you buy the stamp, you own it. It's in the ledgers, whatever. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Then, in the stamp box network video, they were unable to purchase the stamps because of gas taxes. Yeah, so that confused Which is me. Like, all right, that just came in from left field. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what a gas tax is. So why is it's, there? And in some cases, it's a there fee were to cover the energy produced by the transaction. I think it's a way of. 
attempting to offset some of the environmental impact, which again, is a whole other conversation about NFTs to have yeah. cryptocurrency in general. But Michael, if you go to a stamp dealer at a stamp mm-hmm. shop and he has a stamp for a hundred dollars, yeah. maybe you negotiate and get it for 90. Maybe you, you want it so badly. You just pay the hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You give him a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And he gives you this stamp. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. End of transaction. Mm-hmm. Whereas gas taxes and the ledger and cryptocurrency and yeah. pack drops of NFTs and all of this just seems to really overcomplicate what should be a simple process to no end. What yeah. is the end goal of owning, whether it's a cartoon monkey, the bored ape yacht club that's getting so much attention, whether it's owning an NFT stamp, an NFT gift, what is the end goal of all of this to me? And you could say, oh, it's trying to put money in the pockets of artists, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm calling BS on the entire thing. I think what they're trying to do here is trying to create value from nothing. It's mm-hmm. trying to take a JPEG and describe some inordinate value to it. And I feel like it's people trying to get in on a slice of the pie without owning the stock, without paying their dues, without spending a lifetime building a stock of postage stamps. It's people just trying to say, oh, I'm going to sell this picture of a stamp for $6,000. I don't own the stamp. I don't, I don't even know if I own the picture of it. But I'm trying to get in on the action without actually doing anything. Right. To me, this is trying to create money from nothing. Is the entire NFT craze. Right. So... With, no, with no tangible benefit to anybody. No tangible benefit to the owner. No tangible benefit to society. I don't see any point to any of this. And mm-hmm. people want to get into the new, oh, you just don't understand the blockchain. It, it, blah, blah, blah. Look at the big picture. What is the point of any of this? <laughs> you know what? I go home. I look at my stamp collection. I hinge stamps into an album. I'm happy. It brings me peace and joy. And it, it, it gives me some semblance of order to the universe. When mm-hmm. I can put it, I'm sorry for getting so worked up, Michael. <laughs> so I'll bring that stamp, up in a second. <laughs> when I put a stamp in its place in my album, yeah. Well, when I find something that I've been looking for for years, mm-hmm. I understand the the purpose, the joy that that brings me. Mm-hmm. When somebody puts together an exhibit of Civil War postal history and they can upgrade a wallpaper cover or provisional usage, they have one that's not as nice and they buy one that's nicer. I understand the point of that transaction. Mm-hmm. What the hell is the point of an NFT, Michael? Mm-hmm. So so I get it. There's, there's equal... Um they're not the first people to try and create NFTs in general to create something out of nothing. Um, no, the but modern they're... graded stamp market's been doing that for a long time. <laughs> right. Um, but well, I've got thoughts on that, but anyway, yeah. but, um, but I feel like this is something where the entirety of it is backed on creating an entire, an entire collectible market has just popped out of the ground and we do have people who don't quite understand it who are trying to replicate it and sell pictures of items that they don't own for money that the the item itself usually has trouble getting to and and i think that's what's going to create a lot of confusion a lot of problems for people is and a lot of problems for possibly the hobby itself if we have people who are creating 
items to try and make money themselves because they're trying to latch onto. I'm not going to call it a fad because we don't know where it's going. Yeah, I can't call it a bubble until it pops. Um, but they're trying to cre- latch onto this rising tide here, and yes. and I, I think that I I'm trying ahead. to I, no I'm trying I'm trying to use the correct words because I don't want to. You're trying to select your words a lot more carefully than I am. I feel like I'm becoming the Stephen A. Smith of stamps before your very eyes. <laughs> yeah, I just, can tell you're very worked up, and I, I can cu- I, I can am. get I'm, where some I'm, people are coming from, but it's others that I think are going to make it an issue for people in the past. It's fine if someone wants to go on Vivi or Vive and buy a USPS-issued stamp that goes along with Day of the Dead. If that brings them enjoyment, I I get it to the point where people like just collecting things. Whether or not they own the item, I'm not going to understand. Whether or not they're going to try and sell it for more, uh, I don't get. But there's facets of stamp collecting itself that I don't quite understand. Um, But it's not my my job to. But I just want to at least, I'm coming at it from a different angle. I want to make sure that people are being genuine with their attempts to sell items they're selling items that they so, own so, but, they're selling but, things but, that have so what you're saying is there's sort of value but no but there's sort of two different classes of stamp nfts in what you're saying yes. there's postal yes. administrations who issue these random pack drops or whatever mm-hmm. when they issue a new stamp i know the usps did day of the dead mm-hmm. and they did winter scenes i think and maybe yeah. they've done another yeah. one or two since then i just saw mm-hmm. graham beck post that he got uh shut out trying to buy one of these because they're selling yeah. so rapidly they're yeah. so they're so popular um, which, which is, which is one thing to, um, for a postal administration who created the design of the stamp to create a digital analog to the physical stamp that is being issued in post offices. They own the artwork. They own the rights to right. issue the so, stamp. So, so, they... so I agree. So, so that, yeah, if it's coming directly from a postal, UN is trying to do this, mm-hmm. uh, Austria, Switzerland, even, US, even Stampstack who are, who are getting yeah, permission from different countries. Yeah. From, but... This is very different than um, NFTs, and, and we don't want to single anyone out, but this is just the one we saw this week that, that has been confusing us. Um, Stamp Auction Network, you can buy a, a share of the Bible block. Now, the Bible block is a block of six of the 1847 10-cent block. Um, this was sold last by Robert A. Siegel as part of the William H. Gross collection. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most iconic items of classic American philately called the bible block because somebody in the 1840s tucked it inside of a bible if i'm not mistaken Hmm. um and that's what kept it in such a good state of preservation and i believe this is where my memory may falter a little bit but i believe scott truffle from from siegel auctions found the bible that it was held in wow which is now in an institutional archive it's in like a university archive or something okay and she was able to figure out what pages the block was sandwiched between because there was like a tone spot the size of a block of six stamps. So this is just one of the greatest items of, of American flat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Stamp Auction Network is now selling 100 shares of it. None of the stamp. None of the stamp. Of a photo oh. of the stamp. Yes. And I don't know whether this is a legitimate... Um, business venture or whether this is a proof of concept or whether this is um a surrealist data is joke i don't know what the intention is behind it i want to be very clear but the fact remains that they're selling pictures they're selling shares of a digital picture of a stamp 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is baffling to me. So you got so worked up about the I I try to stay tame. You got so worked up about um we're, NFTs we're in general. The whole yin and yang thing. Yeah. But that's on the phone the other day, you could tell that's what got me so worked up was was that. Um, because there are people out here who are trying to do things legitimately. They're trying to create collectible items for people. Um, they own the material they own. And again, I, to my knowledge, there's a number of other items. I don't believe there's any ownership there. I mean, do you well, know? My, my, no, <laughs> my understanding is look, we at HR Harmer sell items on behalf of a consigner to a Mm-hmm. and buyer we are yeah. the middleman we don't own the items that we sell generally right um nor do we ever claim to own them we we yeah. advertise the hammer prices we get for them obviously but we're not yeah. saying i own this mm-hmm. i can't take an item that one of somebody consigns to us that we sell to somebody else mm-hmm. and start selling images pictures of, it. of the stamp for six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars i don't want to sorry for for no, an amount of that, money that's the that, <laughs> That is the price being asked for an image of a postage stamp, as far as we can tell. Yeah. Again, we're not experts. This is just from our, our looking at it. But this is, is from our reading. We have not spoken to the person involved. We have merely just read all of the information provided to us. It was not yes. told and it to is us. A, it, we... is a, it, is a, it is a digital $1 Trans Mississippi mm-hmm. that is being offered for 2.5 ETH, mm-hmm. Ether, Ethereum, whatever the plural is. And the, that is the equivalent of over $6,000 as of the date of publication. That could be a yeah. billion dollars or zero dollars tomorrow, given the way this stuff seems to go. But at, at, when we're recording this, it's about $6,200 mm-hmm. for a picture of a $1 Trans Mississippi, which yeah. could buy you a really nice $1 Trans Mississippi. If we're being an incredibly nice $1 <laughs> never inched Trans Mississippi. Yes. But I, I understand your frustration that, yeah, yes, I do think there is a difference between a postal administration and just culling images from things that have passed through your hands mm-hmm. and, and now, trying this to is sell those. Completely different to what Stanley Gibbons were doing when they bought the one cent magenta and then and you sold were buying shares. a fractional share of a physical item. That they own, that they have the rights, well, own, that they have in their possession and have the rights to sell this item. This was something that thought was put into ahead of time. And this is something that they worked on. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I feel like we're navigating waters we don't quite understand as a hobby and everybody's just trying to figure, I don't know if it, I'm not, we're not saying anything malicious was done. No, but. Here. No, but I and, I and and I don't want to. I don't want people to think that we are making this up or targeting anybody mm-hmm. or unfairly making accusations. So I am on Stamp Auction Network on my phone. Um, it's hard to see. Do you want me to just um give you the ability to screen share? Um, no, I'd rather. Yeah, okay. you know, let's just screen share. Okay. You know that's so much better than me holding my. Yes. Uh, All right. There you go. Because we've done that before, and people have actually commented and said, we can't see what you're doing when you hold your phone up. <laughs> so you can see Stamp Auction Network right now? I can. 
Okay, so this is the homepage of Stamp Auction Network. If you scroll down on the right-hand side, yes. it has NFT corner, white papers, and newsletters. Yes. So they wrote a primer on NFTs and blockchain for philatelists. Mm -hmm. This is Graham Beck's video here. This is the video I referred to of them attempting to purchase an NFT stamp. Mm -hmm. um, here's the Austrian, Swiss, and UN NFTs. Mm -hmm. um, this is where, where I think the, the interest lies. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, here's the $1 Trans Mississippi that we're talking about. This is on Rarible, uh, which is an NFT marketplace. Oh, no, they're doing maintenance on the Tezos infrastructure. This is a different language. Do you mean Bezos? Uh, a Tezos. <laughs> I don't know. This is a foreign concept to me. Um, and uh, I believe this is uh, perhaps an issue with my internet connection more so than the okay, issue wearable. Um, the Cattle and Storm is considered one of the most artistic and beautiful U.S. stamps. The stamp is supposed to portray cattle in the American West. Um, it is a very popular stamp and rare enough. Uh, so that based on supply and demand, the Stamp Auction Network 1000 classification rights it as number one. Uh, I think you could easily make a case that this is one of the most desirable U.S. postage stamps. Not mm -hmm. the rarest, not the most expensive, but probably one of the most frequently traded, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, in, this is the 20-year history of the copy that has achieved the highest price paid for a mint never hinged copy. In the Stamp Auction Network census, it is U.S. 292 star star one. It is a very interesting story. So... It was sold by Matthew Bennett in 2013. Four years later, it was offered by Spink uh, for 70000 So this then, is the finest known, correct? This Sam is the 100, finest never in Stamp Auction Network's uh, census. Okay, it looks Two like years it's later, it was Superb 95. Yes. yes. So here we are. Um, so just year over year, um, the, the value is changing quite a lot. So it's it went Matthew Bennett, then it went Spink, then it went Matthew Bennett again. Um, when we offered this $1, four years later, now we're in 2012, it was offered by Robert A. Siegel. It would recover most of its value selling for $60,000 plus buyer's premium. So this is a stamp that has a catalog value of $3,400 and it was most recently sold for $60,000 plus buyer's premium. Yes, by SMQ is 75000 for a Superb yeah. 98. That's the PSE for that. Yeah. Here's where the, the question marks come in. Yeah. All auction descriptions are provided as permitted by the respective owners according to the terms and conditions for submitting auctions to the auction network. Additional images to support this description will be provided to the buyer. This stamp has been sold by three different auction houses on at least four different occasions. Yeah. It is not, as far as we know, owned by Stamp Auction Network. It has been sold through their platform. Yeah. Um, but it's on sale for 2.5 E, which is, as we said, over $6,000. So, Charles. What am I buying, Michael? Right. So, right now, I can. So, I'm not, again, making fun of any NFTs. Right now, I can screenshot this image here. And I have it. What great question, Charles? What are you buying right now? Do you know who owns something? Is the person who spent sixty thousand dollars plus buyer's premium to buy this? I, I, yes. Okay. Great point. They I feel like stamp. they're being almost cheated out of something here. This is their stamp on display. Someone purchased this stamp for sixty thousand dollars plus buyer's premium. Their stamp is on display and being sold for six thousand. A photo of their stamp is being sold. For six thousand two hundred for over six thousand dollars. What is there's no mention here as to 
who owns this stamp. I, 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 There's no information I don't other understand. than a bunch of auction descriptions. I don't, Michael, I saw a news story yesterday. There's a website that it was, they worked with the Spotify API and mm-hmm. they were trying to sell songs as NFTs. And a whole bunch of the artists, including a lot of people, musicians who I listen to, any musicians, were saying, what the hell? How can you sell my song without my permission? Mm-hmm. And they were like, ah, oh, don't worry. You'll get a kickback. You'll get a portion of the proceeds. And they were like, that's beside the point. You're selling my song without me yeah. granting you the permission to sell my song. Mm-hmm. Did the owner of this stamp, Grant Stamp Auction Network, permission We've got to no sell idea. this stamp? We have no idea. Which, There's again, no- we're not – obligate as auction houses you i mean you're not obligated to tell us who your consigners are or even acknowledge the fact that an item is on consignment no but before i go trying to sell a hundred shares of the bible block the finest multiple of the 1847 10 cent yeah uh, again they list the auction description here they even link to siegel's auction description yeah but nowhere i mean it sold for five hundred thousand dollars what am I buying? What, what are you point? buying a share of? You're, are you buying what? a share of the stamp? Or are you buying a share of the photo You're of the stamp? You're buying a share of the photo of the stamp. And there are 100 shares of this stamp being sold, each one costing 0.001 ETH, which is $2.60. So, so, so a stamp that sold for $60,000 is being sold as an NFT for 6000 And here's a stamp that sold for $500,000, and and the it's total sold. value is two hundred and sixty dollars if you buy all one hundred shares, none of which have sold. Somebody needs to explain <laughs> this to me. And then before we wrap up this episode, I'm sorry. Before we wrap up this episode, and I pull my hair out, there is one last point I would like to make. But I want to look at their Open Sea NFTs as well because they have um, they are selling a postal history collection. Uh, this is a 10-frame Grand Award-winning Postal History exhibition that is being sold. Exhibited this. And the, the way they said copyright of the person. Yes. So so here, this gentleman is selling his exhibit, which you can watch a 20-minute video of. Um, what are you buying? 100 shares are owned by Stamp Auction Network. What are you buying? There's websites like Richard Ferjola's website that mm-hmm. make exhibits freely available to people. That's PDF downloads. So if you want the content of these exhibits, it is being made of And then there's, there's people that publish books of exhibits. I get that. What? What are you buying? What in the world is going on? So, so here's my... <laughs> Sorry. Man... Here's my, my final question. People, so, so can I can I read one other thing from Stamp Auction Network as part of their uh, primer on NFTs, as part Please. of their white page on NFTs? Please. Um, an NFT is a unique, one-of-a-kind digital work. I can bore and confuse you with the technicalities, but let's leave it there and talk about applications. That feels like a, a, a huge avoidance of what an NFT actually is, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, NFTs of stamps have the most potential. Okay, this line, Michael. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is gonna be my, my, my uh, conclusion because I don't want to, I don't want to go off the rails too much. Okay. NFTs of stamps have the most potential for bringing young people into philately. That could not be further from the truth. 
If mm-hmm. I went to my first stamp show when I was in college and was greeted by NFTs, I would have run so fast out of that room and never looked at stamps again. And yeah. I think you're the same. And I think that our other friends in this hobby who are under the age of 50 are exactly the same. So the thing is, NFT- this is discrediting any any value the hobby hobby actually brings to anyone do you know what brought me into philately philately not (laughs) digital pictures of stamps being sold for six thousand dollars i don't even get anything the appeal of philately is that it is an antidote to nfts and cryptocurrency and social media and all of this bs on the internet i need an escape from that i need to get away from that and do you know what gets me away from that michael are postage stamps not Mm -hmm. digital pictures of postage stamps I studied to be a paleontologist. My background was in paleontology. From the time mm-hmm. I was three years old, I said, I want to spend the rest of my life studying dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And I went to school for geology. My degree is in geology with a heavy emphasis on vertebrate paleontology. Mm-hmm. And I met a bunch of graduate students while I was in school. And I said, you know, I have this very romantic Indiana Jones-esque view of paleontology where you're in the field. And you're like, you know, I'm like Bear grills out there fighting for survival yeah. while looking for dinosaurs, right? Yeah. And I would talk to these graduate students, and this is not a knock on paleontology. This is a knock on myself, if anything. I would talk to these graduate students, and I'd say, oh, what are you working on? And they were like, oh, we're looking at three-dimensional renderings of dinosaur bones. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but where's the, where's the bones? Where's the fossils? Yeah. And they were like, oh, they're in a collection on the other side of the world. I just look at 3D renderings of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not what I want to do with my life. If I want to look at 3d renderings of fossils i wouldn't be a paleontologist i don't know that's what caused me to choose a different career path in life Mm -hmm. was the fear that i would be spent and and look i guess we use computers a ton for live bidding for describing auction lots but at the end of the day i can still grab postage stamps and look at them and enjoy them for what they are little Mm -hmm. works of art little masterpieces of engraving yeah i left geology and paleontology in particular because of the fear that everything was becoming too digital. And now I have somebody telling me that the potential to bring young people in flatly is to make everything digital. Hmm. No, Michael, if the hobby goes digital, then I'm leaving the hobby. If NFTs become a prevalent part of this hobby, then I'm buying a cabin in the middle of the woods with no electricity and no running water. And I'm getting as far as I can away from all of this because this is driving me crazy. The young people that we know that are interested in stamps, we've yep. talked to a lot of them. We've yes. talked to George James. We've talked to Jack uh, over in Great Britain as well. We've talked to the young people at Spink. Mm-hmm. We've talked to so many young people. Yeah. I don't want to speak for any of them, mm-hmm. but I get the sense that they were not brought into stamps Yeah. because of NFTs. Right. Nor what would they be brought into stamps because of NFTs. Yeah, yeah. And you can say, oh, they didn't exist when we we all got into stamps. But this is not the solution. I feel Mm -hmm. like people have been looking for a magic bullet to get young people involved in the hobby for Mm -hmm. a decade. How do we Mm -hmm. get young people involved? And now there's these murmurings about NFTs and Justin Bieber is buying an NFT and then Logan Paul is whatever buying NFTs. And I feel like people view this as the, the solution that they've been looking for for decades. And it's not. Mm -hmm. As a young person in the 20 to 40 demographic, on the other hand, no one has a workable, repeatable plan for reaching the 20 to 40 year old demographic. Digital NFTs have the best potential to reach that market as that is the world they live in. The people who are going to collect stamps do not live in that world. Mm -hmm. The finance bros, the NFT bros, the tech people. I live in New York City. I see them every single day. Mm -hmm. 
the people who find NFTs appealing, uh, who find NFTs appealing, are not going to find postage stamps appealing, and that's okay. It takes all kinds, but we need to be targeting the people who are just as sickened and abhorred by NFTs as I am, and as you are, and you don't want to let on. You you want to be the voice of reason in this episode, yeah. but we have our off the record conversations. I think <laughs> NFTs are garbage. I think NFTs are total BS. I would rather. Again, move to a cabin in the woods than ever own an NFT. Yeah. There's a lot of things I'd rather do than own an NFT. Mm-hmm. I'm in that 20 to 40 demographic. Yeah. Am I in the minority? Maybe. Am I the odd one out here? I, yes, sure. I generally tend to be the odd one out. But a, a 28-year-old working for an auction house mm-hmm. that sells post gents is the odd one out. Yeah. We need yeah. the odd ones. Yeah. If, if yeah. 90% of the world are obsessed with NFTs, we need to be targeting that 10% that is not interested in this garbage yeah it, it, it's a very 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 small demographic that is interested in nfts and also postage stamps the the overlap is and if some like, and, if, and, and, and show me one person who bought a usps nft on vivi and then made the jump into collecting physical stamps fair fair show me one yeah person. i mean if you want the over i i, I get that people want to you know like them because they're 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 issued. Those are issued by the post office. I, I get it. Yes, and, and, I, and if, if an established stamp collector wants to dip their toe and buy a USPS or an Austria Post NFT for fun, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yes. And if somebody who collects NFTs wants to buy stamp NFTs, that's yeah. fine. I don't yeah. get it, but I, I try to be very live and let live, yeah. let other people buy this stuff that I personally have no interest I, in. I think the yeah, problem what... I have uh-huh. is acting as if NFTs are this magical solution that will save the hobby. And yeah. this is how we draw young people in. And mm-hmm. this is the future of stamps. And I see letters to the editor of the AP about this. And I see people trying to act as if NFTs can save the day when they can't. If you, you know want to hel- do it for fun on the side, that's fine. You know what's hilarious? Is showing a photo of an actual item that sold for $500,000 and then selling photos of the photo. Uh, photos, of the, photos of the stamp for $2.60 each for a total of $260 and then telling people that the $260 item is the future and the half a million dollar item is not how we're going to attract people into this hobby. That, I mean, that you got a stamp that sold for $60,000 and you're saying, forget that item, this $6,000 photo of this real $60,000 item that people are interested in is what's going to drive this hobby forward not the actual item that costs sixty thousand dollars not the actual item that costs half a million dollars that's not the hobby what's the hobby is this 260 dollars photo of this half a million dollar item i don't get it look i I i'm I'm trying to be really grounded but i get what you're michael michael that is the best (laughs) I've heard on this subject, and I would like us to end the episode on that. Right, you can find right. us on YouTube. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Um, this was a, a, an odd episode for us. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts, we're not knocking anybody who buys NFTs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I will not own an NFT as long as I live. I'd rather go without. I love your I'd rather. <laughs> yes. I'm holding a lot in when I say No, I know. It's an emotional episode because both of us have invested our lives in this hobby. Right, and And then we see people that have the solutions of JPEG. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't you guys think of that? Um, Exactly. (laughs) 
no, no, so, no. Um, so let us know what yeah. you think. Again, if you if you bought one of the USPS NFTs, that's great. I thought about buying one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, I if you're the, gonna do it, that's the, the app. Right. That's that's Look a that's it. a fine way to to dabble in it. But mm -hmm. don't put all your eggs in this basket. Don't act like this is the future of the hobby. I don't think I don't think anybody in this hobby is going to jump ship to go from collecting actual stamps to only collecting digital ones. I really don't. But on the flip side, I don't think anybody who collects NFTs is going to collect a real stamp ever. I, yeah, I mean, I can't for sure say that, but I feel like I can for sure say that nobody who collects stamps is going to go to collecting only digital ones. I just don't see it happening because people collect stamps for a very specific reason for the passion for the history for the knowledge to feel to, to feel proud that you can show something to someone and it's just not the same as showing them a photo on your phone i feel like if you're going to show them a photo on your phone show them a photo of your fiance your dog your kids your you know something your that, dinner. that <laughs> your dinner something that you That's, feel proud of posting but, pictures of your dinner on facebook is better than buying an nft <laughs> so i mean i i I, I I want to leave on the note that this is this is a really it's been an emotional episode because we feel strongly about this because we feel strongly about the longevity the, of the hobby. Yes, yes, and th th this is going to be my concluding thought because you're right. You need to end on a positive note. You can never end on a negative note. Mm -hmm. My frustration, my um, bafflement at all of this mm -hmm. is not because I. It is because I dislike NFTs. So no, much. I, know, I know. It's not just because I dislike <laughs> NFTs so much. It's because I love philately so much. Yeah. It's because I love this hobby so much mm -hmm. that I've dedicated the last six years of my life to it, and I plan on dedicating the next 60 years of my life to it. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel so passionate about this. Yeah. It's because this is the greatest hobby on the planet to me. Mm -hmm. It's been a hobby that's been around for over a century and a half. Hobby of kings. Some of the, hobby of kings, king of hobbies. Some of the most brilliant people ever to walk the face of the earth have been philatelists. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel so strongly is I don't want to see that marred by NFTs. I don't want to see that marred by cryptocurrency. I don't want to see this hobby that I find so pure and beautiful and exceptional ruined. You don't want to call it a fad. I'll call it a fad. <laughs> I don't want to see it ruined by NFTs. Yeah, You're right. I don't want to see the focus put on a photo of a stamp for $6,000 instead of a stamp for $60,000. Mm -hmm. That's why I get so impassioned. That's why I feel so strongly about this. Mm -hmm. This hobby needs defending against the blight of NFTs. And that <laughs> is where I firmly stand. And that is where I will continue to stand. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, join us next week, maybe, for something a little more uh, This moderate. is the most fun I've ever had recording an episode <laughs> of this podcast. Man, this has been great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We yeah. would love to hear your feedback. Mm -hmm. Do you own an NFT? How was the experience buying it? How much did you spend on gas taxes? Let us know. We're mm -hmm. maybe we're ignorant. Let us know. Talk to us. Well, I, I, on a, on a, in, a, in a lot of ways we are, but um. But no, we're opening the lines of communication. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter, flatlypodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know how far off base we are here. Uh, Michael, until uh, next week. I'll talk to you real soon, man. All right, bye.